It's rivalry week, the first of two rivals that we have on our schedule. Is the Big Ten West crown on the line? I think so. I'm Rajiv. He's Justin. It's the Bucky Report. Welcome to the Bucky Report, your destination for all things Wisconsin Badgers. Authentic takes. Oh, my God. Game analysis. Touchdown, Badgers. Ring one up. And discussion from the fan perspective. Thanks for joining us and on Wisconsin. Welcome into the Bucky Report. We are your hosts, Rajiv Chaber and Justin Jolka, your destination for all things Wisconsin Badgers from the fan perspective. We are at the Bucky Report on Twitter. You can email the show at thebuckyreport at gmail.com. Also, subscribe to us if you like the show at the Bucky Report on uh, YouTube and anywhere you get your podcasts. Justin, it's rivalry week. It's rivalry week. Finally, it's here. <laughs> this is the one we've been waiting for as a possible test for this team to figure out what we actually have. And now I'm not totally sure that it's the measuring stick that we originally thought it was going to be in the preseason. It's so funny, right? Because we, we've talked about this game for a while. This is a big game for us. But now Kate McNamara's out, Deacon Hill, who a guy we're familiar with is in. But I'm going to start with this. I have a bit of surprise. I have a bit of a surprise for you, Justin, because, you know, Look, this week, right, I, I love the gimmicky things that they do at Camp Randall. The stripe out is happening this weekend, mm-hmm. right? It's great because it's it's something kind of fun. The fans get into it. I like the idea of doing like painting it all, doing it all red or all white. I like the stripe out because it's something unique to Wisconsin. And I thought to myself, it shouldn't just be Camp Randall that has the stripe out. It should also be the Bucky Report. <laughs> so, so for those of you watching on YouTube, I just added a little stripe out background for us. I did this last night. I was like, I'm going to surprise Justin with this. Very since, nice, since, man. Since Camp Randall's doing the stripe out, we're also going to do the stripe out. So stripe out on the Bucky Report, uh, which I think is kind of cool. But yeah. So, um, but yeah, listen, I mean, this is, this is good. And I, I just want to start by talking about the rivalry. So, you know, we, we, the Big Ten obviously came out with new schedules for next year and we got to protect Wisconsin, Minnesota, which I think is great. Um, Wisconsin, Iowa, and Minnesota, which I think is great because I like that we get to keep those rivalries in place uh, because the, the Iowa game is important. I mean, it's a very close, it's the neighboring state. It's something that means a lot to me personally. Um, my dad actually went to Iowa. So I grew up an Iowa fan, right? Up until I went to college at Wisconsin, I was an Iowa fan because, you know, a lot of kids are fans of what their parents are fans of. So my dad went to Iowa. I lived in Iowa City. I used to go to Iowa games. And my very first Wisconsin-Iowa game was actually the Ron Dane game, which is great. What, a, what an awesome way to start. But it was a little strange for me because going into that game, I'm thinking, man, I've rooted for Iowa my entire life. And now I'm rooting for Wisconsin because I go here. And it really was powerful. That change happened immediately. Like that mm-hmm. game was just the first of many that I, I just became such a fan my freshman year. And it's been ever since. But it means a lot. I, I think that these rivalry games matter. Luke Fickle said it in his press conference this week, too, that rivalry games mean something. It means something to the fans. We are fans. That's what we are. So I like it, and I'm excited about playing this team. Yeah, I think you should be. Honestly, I know it's it's funny you brought up Minnesota by accident earlier because when I look at this game, if we're talking about the true rivalry over probably the last 20 years, it's Iowa. Iowa is the team that has competed with us the most and has been the closest to us in terms of actual like on-field success. So when we look at this game, I kind of look at it like they're the team that they, like I said, measuring stick game coming into this. In a normal year, they would be the measuring stick because if we beat them, we probably have the West. 
you know, now that's going to be going away. That's that's one of the shames of this, that we're not going to be on our side anymore because it would have been a measuring stick game. Now it's just the Big Ten in general going forward. Or I guess we could still look at it in the overall scheme of where we sit in the Big Ten going forward. But in this game, this is I this still is the measuring stick for this season in terms of for the West. And to me, you know, I feel like we're coming into this one. We have a really good chance. You know, we've seen some really great games before. I'm not sure that we'll see that necessarily in this game, but we'll see. There, Iowa's defense is still a very good defense, and the offense is well. I mean, it has <laughs> it adds its own beauty to the game. Let's just put it that way. I mean, if you want to call it beauty, I suppose, but I, I have no problems with Iowa having issues on deep on offense, and I'm perfectly happy that they continued to keep their ridiculous offensive coordinator. And that's fine. If they want to have this inept offense, fine by us, bring it to Madison. Okay. But I mean, you know, I guess they say any, any notoriety is good notoriety. <laughs> if you're Brian Ferenc, he's like, Hey, I'm not going to be the best. So I can be the worst. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. All right. Well, let's get into it. The Bucky reports three big things. You're going to see a theme in these three big things, which were actually written by Justin. This was, this was his stuff. And I, there's a theme, there's a real theme because when you play this team, you just have to not do certain things. Right. So the first thing we're going to do, Justin, lead us off. Number one, offensive efficiency. You don't get many tries against the Hawkeyes. It's very true. Um, They're going to, they're going to muck up the game. They're going to try to hold on to the ball as long as they can. And the big deal for me in this one is just don't do anything stupid. We got to catch the ball on the, on the ones that are easy and just not take unnecessary risks on offense. We'll just, we may have to grind out some drives to get to points, but we can do that. I don't think Iowa can. And I think that that's a really big aspect of this game is just don't do anything dumb. Don't try to make a play. Don't try to do too much on offense where you put yourself at risk of a fumble or, you know, potentially having a ball go off your hands or causing a play that ends up being a a negative play on offense. Just do what's there. And if we do that, we should be fine because the way I look at it is we've proven that we can score somewhat consistently. Iowa has not remotely proven that. So in my in this regard, number one for me, this is big. I think we can we'll be able to run the ball at least respectably in this game. And I think the passing game, I think Mordecai, I really trust him in his decision making. And I think that he'll take what's there. Like I it's one of the big pluses that we've seen from him so far this season is that he doesn't take a lot of unnecessary risks. He pretty much if the throw is there, he'll go for it. Otherwise, he's he's he'll run. And this is a perfect this is a perfect game to have that kind of quarterback that you know is not going to take a lot of chances because as we've said, look, as as bad as Iowa might be right now with their quarterback situation and their offense, their defense is great. We've said this. And if you think Iowa's defense is not going to cause us problems, you're wrong. They are going to cause us problems. It's a fact. They're of they are a very well coached defense that has been very good for many years. So we're not. When I say we're not going to get a lot of chances, it's that that's exactly what's going to happen. They are going to cause disruption. They're probably going to force some turnovers. They're probably going to put us in bad situations. They're going to put us in third and long situations. Like we have to take advantage of when we get down there. So when we're in the red zone, we need to score touchdowns, right? When 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 we're we're moving the ball down the field, we need to continue that. We can't do stupid things and and basically just think, okay, well, if we have to punt this, we have to punt this. Like we'll get the ball back. They are going to lengthen this game as long as they can. 
And yes, we're going to get chances, but we must be efficient. Mm -hmm. And efficiency also goes to our execution, right? So like we've talked about the drops and the issues, the fumbling, all those things go into the execution of the offense. And if we're not efficient, this team can hurt us. There's, I mean, I'm still worried about this game just because I know that they don't even have a late, they don't have an offense right now, but it doesn't matter because it's still Iowa and it's still a team that they're, this is, this is their Super Bowl, right? They're going to come in and try to kick us in the teeth. And we have to be prepared because Iowa, if, if anything else, they are physical. They're the one of the most physical teams in the country, and we have to be prepared for that. It is not going to be easy. We should be able to score. We're averaging over 30 points a game. They're averaging 21 points a game. So we should be able to take this. And that's 21 points a game when they had Kate McNamara for a few, for a few games. Now it's really bad. Uh, but this is this is one of those things where it's got to be effective and it's got to be done properly. We'll be back after a quick break. Hear that? That's the sound of a walk-off albatross, a two on a par five to win a two-day golf tournament. That shot happened to me. One in 600 million odds. Since then, people call me Alby. Now, I've told this story so often, my friends can't take it. I'm pretty sure my wife, next time I tell her, she's going to leave me. So I decided to start a podcast to tell the entire world about it because it deserves it. It's the craziest shot you've never heard of. And guess what? There's tons more stories like this all around golf. And that's what our podcast is all about. Join me and my fellow degenerates, Panda and Shepard as we dive into them. Insane bets, crazy what-if scenarios, and all the you-had-to-be-there type moments in golf. Find us wherever you get your podcast. Did I tell you about Malbatross? Yeah, right. before we jump into the second one, I, I do want to say, you know, there are some things here. I, I realize that Iowa is a very good defense, but... There are some some issues with them that they that this is not last year's defense, which was very disruptive. They they struggle to get to the quarterback a little bit, and it's one of those things. This is why I say it: they can be had defensively mm-hmm. if if you don't make stupid mistakes. So don't rush things, don't force things, mm-hmm. and we should be fine. Just take what's there because there, this isn't a team that's going to sack you six seven times in a game because they right. just are not getting to the quarterback or getting home that right. Way. And along with that is number two in the three big things. Don't give the ball away. Look, this is, again, it's, and you'll see a theme, right? Where everything we're saying is don't do certain things because I was a team that, like Justin said very well, they're gettable. They're especially gettable right now. And we're at home, right? I mean, it's a stripe out. We've got the atmosphere. We've got everything. We just can't make mistakes because if you have to punt the ball to this team and they have to go 80 yards, they're probably not scoring. Mm -hmm. But if you give them the ball inside your own 15 or your own 20, they're going to score points. Mm -hmm. And that's how they're going to muck up this game. They're going to, they're going to cause disruption. They're going to score points. We're going to be chasing. Like we we just can't let that happen. If the cleaner of the game we play penalties go away, turnovers go away. We move the ball effectively and efficiently. This could actually be, one of the more lopsided games we've seen between these two teams, if we don't do things the wrong way. And this is a big one. Now we talked about Mordecai and how, how comfortable we are with his decision-making, right? Which is really important in this, in this regard. It also goes to the running backs, right? We saw Braylon Allen fumble inside the five yard line last week. That cannot happen because this is a team that's going to take over and, and take advantage of that. They've got a guy, Cooper DeGene, a cornerback, if you let him sniff anything, he's going to hurt you on the other side. Mm. They have key players. They don't have a great team overall, but they've got really, really good individual players, and he's one of them. So turning the ball over is going to its going to rejuvenate them. It's going to give them energy. It's going to hurt us. It's going to kill the crowd. All these things have to be taken into place, and turnovers is a must. Yeah. Winning the turnover margin is an absolute must in this game. 
See, I don't know if we necessarily like this. We don't have to be perfect in this game. We don't even have to necessarily win the turnover differential, but it is a imperative that we do not turn the ball over on our own side. We cannot give the offense any type of advantage because, like you said, they can't move the ball on us. Like, I would be shocked if they can get more than one drive that ends up leading to points going from their own 20. So, if we get like, if we have a turnover in the red zone, yeah, it's not optimum. But I think effectively at that point, it's like a a good punt. But going forward beyond that, we need to minimize it and we need to take advantage of it. And if this is a team that we most definitely, if we can score, if if we have a 21-point half, the game's over. Like unless we do some really stupid things on special teams or offensively in the second half of the game, this game's over. So if we play a Purdue game here where we get up 21-3, to this game should be over. But they need to do that. Um, and I think we're capable of doing that. I don't think Iowa's defense is so good that we can't score on them. It's just we have to be efficient in what we do to do it. And that means not turning the ball over. I hear you on that. I, I think I still think the turnover margin is important. And the reason is because with, with Deacon Hill at quarterback, I think I expect them to turn the ball yeah. over a little bit. All right. So and that's where, yeah, I'll agree on margin. If we yeah. don't win the margin, <laughs> then we're, that means we turn the ball like we over. We play pretty poorly. Yeah. That's, so that's, <laughs> I, I just, I like to see that margin too, because I, yeah. generally speaking, turnover margin equates to wins. Like it, it's, yeah. it's a pretty good measure of it. But yeah, I mean, you're right. It's just one of these things where it, it's almost like here, you can have the Big Ten West. Just don't make mistakes, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's such a big thing. I play in a in a rec volleyball league every Monday night, and you know we're a pretty good team, and, and we haven't won the championship the last couple of years because we we kill ourselves and we make mistakes, and it's always unforced errors that cause our team to lose. But when we play a clean game, it's we're very hard to beat, and I feel like that's I know this is a, that's a bad analogy, but mm-hmm. it's the way that I think about it. It's just about not making mistakes. Some teams like when we play Ohio State. We can't just not make mistakes. We have to go out and beat them, right? Mm. But this isn't a team that really requires that. It's you just have to go play your game. Yeah. And if you don't turn the ball over, if you're efficient, if you do the things in the right way, there's just not the firepower on, yeah. on Iowa's team that can really do this. Yeah. Okay, Justin, lead us off with number three. Number three, don't get cute on defense. Honestly, this is the big one for me. You can't give confidence or do anything stupid on defense against Iowa. You have a quarterback who's not a very good quarterback. His accuracy is a massive issue for him, and he doesn't have great touch. So don't give him the opportunity to have a busted coverage or you know play out of position or go or, or get too aggressive and miss because, number one, Deacon Hill is not going to run on you. Number two, their running game is not – you know, the, it's not exactly a high level running game. Like it's a game that if we, if we play the run clean there, it's not going to tax us. Like I'd be, would not be shocked if we easily hold them under a hundred yards, if we do a good job with our run fits. And then third, like I said, there, he's just don't let, don't attack or get too aggressive and get beat on a double move or something like that, where we give up a shock play to a team that has a completely inept offense. This is a game where you can play, to keep the ball in front of you. And that will be more than enough on defense because they're not going to be efficient enough to actually can continue a drive all the way down the field. So based on what you said, are you expecting not to see a lot of blitzing and a lot of things of that nature? I, think, base? I don't think there's anyone that can beat you other than all. He's the only guy they throw to for the most yeah. part. So I don't see any reason why you really need to blitz. Like I think we'll send four, but I don't think we're going to ever send more than four. Cause I don't, I just don't think you need to like, Deacon Hill's not going anywhere. He's not going to run. So just 
try to get some pressure based off of your base guys and the rest of it, just don't give him easy throws. You know, if you make it more difficult where he's got to fit it in there, I think we have decent enough corners to cause problems here. And it's pretty clear they can't hit wide receivers because they only have 20 completions to their wide receivers all season. <laughs> that That is zero complete. last week. Zero <laughs> completions to the wide receiver. Listen, of all the things, you you actually said that. You told me that stat. That stat is incredible. I don't even know how that's possible for a Big Ten mm-hmm. team. I mean, if that if these kind of stats do not tell the athletic department in Iowa that they need to make a change mm-hmm. in their coaching staff and especially their offensive coordinator, it is preposterous. Like I, I don't know what is happening there, but that stat is magnificent. And I, and I love that because that just means that we have less people to cover. And it, what the thing that then scares me about this is we really shouldn't give up a lot of points to this team. Mm-hmm. And if we do, I'm going to be really, really disappointed because now it's like we know this offense just doesn't have it. I mean, this is this offense is, is probably worse than the Rutgers offense. I mean, as far as just overall ability, I, I think it definitely is. I don't think and, it's even close, to be quite I mean, honest. Yeah, you're right, especially with with Deacon Hill. With Kate McNamara, it's a different story. But yeah, they, Hill, they're right. more effective that way. But even even then, I think the running, I think the running back for now. I realize I always had some injuries with the running backs, but I would say based off of what this, the success they've had this season, Rutgers running game was better coming into this. Yeah. And I think even though Wimsett was a pretty rough quarterback, I think that he had shown more ability to stretch the field than what we've seen from Iowa. And that was with even with McNamara. They just haven't been a good passing offense. Yeah. Iowa has run the ball 187 times for an average of 3.8 yards carry. That's mm-hmm. pathetic. Mm-hmm. They passed the ball 146 times for an average of 5.3 yards per attempt. That's mm-hmm. also really bad. Like their their offensive numbers are so inept. And so I agree with this point, Justin, about not getting cute on defense. We don't need to get cute. We don't need to dial up a bunch of blitzes. We don't need to, you know, play your base coverage that you do well, tackle well, yeah. and we're going to be able to get the ball back. We're going to force them into third and long situations, and that's perfect for us because then. It puts them in a situation where we can potentially force more turnovers and end the game early that way. You know, a punt is fine. Let's just get the ball back and let's keep moving down the field. I think that this is a game where normally you think about Iowa and you think, okay, this is going to be a a knockdown drag out battle. And I think it still will be because they have good players, but this is just one of those years where this, this is a game that if we don't win, Justin, we've talked about disappointment in the last few weeks, how we've won, but we haven't looked amazing. If we don't win this game, it's a real testament to where we are as a team because this team is just not that good, Iowa, Mm -hmm. I mean. And we absolutely are the better team. We're more talented. We played much better. We have a much better quarterback. Um, We've got much better receivers, running backs, everything. You look at all the positions, other than a few on their side that are great, we have the talent advantage all across the field. And so I do expect this to really be a game where we can turn it on a little bit and maybe build a little bit more separation, kind of like what we saw against Purdue, just because their offense is not going to be like Purdue's. They, they're not going to be able to just, you know, attack down the field and make big plays. They won't be able to do that. Mm-hmm. No, I agree completely. Yeah, this is this is a game that Wisconsin should win if they do what they need to do. And that's and then you don't you don't need you're not gonna need a bunch of big plays. Just get the job done. Do what you've been doing all season long. Grind this out, get it over with, and you'll be you should come away with a W. Yeah, absolutely. All right, man. Let's give our the Bucky Report predictions. So this game usually fairly low scoring, fairly tight. Justin, give me your score prediction. 
Iowa, Wisconsin, basically for the Big Ten West, 1 p.m. Pacific time, which is my time, 3 p.m. Central time on Saturday. Oh, man, this one's tough. I was originally going to say 24 to 10, but I'm, I'm struggling with that touchdown about whether they can actually move the ball enough to get a touchdown against us. I, I'm, I think I'm going to stick with that. I was going to say maybe 24-9 otherwise, where they get a couple of field goals. Um, but, yeah, I think they're not – like getting to double digits will be <laughs> impressive for them. I'm not saying that our defense is a juggernaut or anything like that, but offensively I just don't expect a lot from them in this game. Yeah, um, I think that we're probably going to just have an untimely turnover that might that maybe does give them a short field at times, just because I do think Cooper DeGene is such an athlete and hopefully don't throw his way. But I do think that like you, you kind of have – it's just you never know, right? It's still yeah. Iowa, and I'm still a little bit freaked out by it. So I think they're going to score 13. I think they're going to score one touchdown and two field goals. And I actually think that our offense, we've seen signs of improvement. We saw last week – our receivers get into really good spots and Mordecai hit them with really good balls and they just didn't catch them. And I firmly believe those will improve and we're going to see a slight improvement every week. I've said this many times now, improvement every week is what you need to do to be playing your best ball at the end of the year. So my final score is 31 13. I think we're going to go over our average. We're going to hit our 30 points because while Iowa's defense is good, I do think that we're going to turn them over as well and get the ball in, in easy spots. We're going to have short fields, and maybe potentially some special teams plays. I, I think this is not close. I think it's going to be one of the wider margins of victory we have this year, which is fantastic. It sets us up going into another road game next week against Illinois and then the big boy against Ohio State. This is the Big Ten West. We have to do this. 31-13 is my score. Um, do you, you think I'm just crazy with that? No, I think there's a, there's definitely a road to that. I like I, I've broken this down. Mine is probably the more conservative of the, the perspectives on it. I think it's the most likely, but I think there are definitely ways where the game could be a muck it up game where it's 13 to nine or something mm -hmm. like that. God, I or oh, I me, me too. It'd be a brutal game to watch, but I also think there's a chance that we can blow them out. If they, if Deacon Hill turns the ball over, we could, we could come out and, and roll them. And that's just and, because they're like, their defense is great, but if their offense turns the ball over, like they're not capable of making things up, and especially if they have to start throwing the ball, it's going to be a problem. Like I don't, or or they could just be three and out like crazy, which would not shock me either because we've mm -hmm. seen that from them too. Look at the game against Penn State, where the plays run was out of control in favor of Penn State. So if we do a good job shutting them down and getting a three and out, it's we should get some opportunities in this. Yeah, I'm really banking on the Deacon Hill turnovers. I, I look, I mean, he he was here. We know Deacon Hill. He was never going to be a starter with us. And I feel like he's a starter at a Big Ten school. I don't think he's very good. I don't think you think he's very good. I think he's going to give us the ball a couple times and maybe even a pick six. You know, Rico Hallman has been playing out of his mind. Mm -hmm. Hunter Roller's been playing well. Austin Brown's been playing well. Our, our defensive secondary has been doing well. Even Alexander Smith is playing better. And so while we don't necessarily always love our linebackers in coverage, I think we have enough to actually force turnovers in this game. And as long as our inside linebackers can do their job and stop that run, that's going to be important. Then at that point, you're right. He's going to be forced to throw and forced to cause turnovers, which hey, that's going to get it done. Justin, any final thoughts? No, we got a good one here, guys. And this is a big deal for us. So let's get rolling. Let's get this taken care of and on Wisconsin.
Yeah, on Wisconsin, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, if you like the show, certainly subscribe to our YouTube channel at The Bucky Report. Uh, contact us, too. S- send us an email at thebuckyreport at gmail.com. Contact, uh, contact us on Twitter. We definitely want to hear from you and get any feedback that you have on the show. With that, uh, Wisconsin. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy the show, subscribe to our YouTube channel at The Bucky Report or The Bucky Report Podcast from wherever you get your content. Until next time, on Wisconsin.